Do you have all the things they say should make you happy, but you still feel unfulfilled? Are you always doing what you should do? Or do you never feel like you're enough? And you want to feel better, more fulfilled, more aligned, and more comfortable in your own body? Then this is the show. Scared as fuck and doing it anyway, showing up authentically. My name is Paula Schuster, and I'm a self-love and authenticity coach. My life completely changed when I started loving myself again, putting myself first, and being true to me. This is the show that's going to help you get out of being stuck, out of the cycles of self-abandonment, and help you choose yourself without feeling selfish. It will give you not only inspiration, but awareness, courage, and insights to make changes and live your life for you. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Scared as Fuck and Doing It Anyway, Showing Up Authentically podcast. I'm your host, Paula Schuster, and I am over the moon about having Christina Driscoll, host of the She's Brave podcast with Christina Driscoll, on with me today. A little bit about Christina. Christina trained for a career in finance, working over 10 years in pension consulting and as a financial advisor. She graduated from Pacific Lutheran University with a Bachelor of Business Administration. Christina's husband was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's when their son was just five years old. She was the caregiver to her husband and young son for 12 years. She continued to manage their investments throughout her husband's journey. Christina is also on the board of directors for the animal rescue group Sanctuary One. In 2015, she built a cottage for FIV positive cats and continues to fully fund the cottage each year. Her She's Brave podcast can be found on Apple and Spotify, and in her show, she helps women find their path to becoming brave, resilient, and authentic. I'm telling you, this conversation with Christina is full of gold. I know that you're going to love it, and you're going to get a lot out of it. I know I sure did. Christina has so much wisdom to share around authenticity and bravery and all kinds of things, and she's just such a light in the world. So without further ado, please welcome Christina Driscoll. So welcome, Christina. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Paula. I absolutely love what you're doing. Like, I love the title of your podcast, even though on my show, I don't really drop the f-bomb but like i love that you're you are truly being authentically you you know in your podcast name and who you are and that is a beautiful thing thank you so much yeah so you know i i think let's just start by um having you share a little bit about yourself and what you do yeah so i'm the podcast host of the she's brave podcast with christina driscoll and I was really at a crossroads in my life. Um, I had been the caregiver to my, I had married a man much older than me, which we, we can unpack. That's really kind of part of my authenticity journey too. But he developed early onset all, Alzheimer's when our son was five. And so it was a 12-year caregiving journey. And then he passed away. Uh, my son graduated from high school And then I ended up getting remarried and I was literally just, I didn't want to go back into finance. I had worked in finance and it just, I felt like I was in a whole new chapter at age 54. So this is part of my message too, is I think that we can, we can completely change our life at any age. I don't, it doesn't matter. I had an amazing woman that I interviewed yesterday. She, um, she's a nutritionist for the Hollywood stars, people like Kyle Richards on Beverly Hills, you know, housewives of the Beverly Hills, people like that. And she didn't start her business until she was 45. And, you know, so I'm big, big, big on that. So, um, you know, I was really feeling, I had just gotten married. It was, it was that summer I'd gotten married. My son had graduated from high school and I, I felt my, my husband and I went on our honeymoon. We went to Peru and we both got COVID really bad and yeah. had to fly home early. And I was actually sick for a whole month. So my advice to all your listeners out there, don't take a vaccine and then get on a flight the next day. <laughs> <laughs> my brother was like, yeah, your immune system was like very compromised, especially with the rabies vaccine, which I had done. Cause I like to go to really, you know, sort of obscure places. So, um, yeah, I, I was, so I got very, very sick for about a month and, um, I was feeling really unsettled. And when you're feeling really unsettled, 
you know, a lot of people just try to push it away by, by keeping really, really busy. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I've done that before too. I mean, it's, it's a thing, right? But what it really means, if you're feeling, if you're listening to this right now and you're feeling unsettled, any of you listeners out there, it's because you're meant for more. You are meant for more. There is a plan for you. You're not done. And so sometimes that just means slowing down. And if you don't slow down, sometimes the universe or God will make you slow down. Like how I got COVID and had to sit around for a month contemplating my navel, navel, feeling uncomfortable, thinking I need to do something. And I didn't know, Paula, like I didn't know what to do. So I literally just had to pick something. And I saw that there was a podcasting class. And so I just said, okay, I'm going to sign up for a podcasting class. Like I'm probably not going to podcast, but I'm going to meet some really cool people. And then maybe, maybe I'll, you know, that'll lead to something else. Or maybe I'll really like the tech side of it. Or maybe like, who knows, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so I just, so I always say to people, if you're in that that unsettled place, just do something. And it could be just going to a local chamber of commerce meeting and making yourself walk up to one person and introduce yourself and just start talking, you know, because of these connections, they just lead one needs to the next, leads to the next, to the next, to the next. And so, you know, I, I bravely got on to the, the, um, class. It was a Zoom class and was very quiet in the corner of the screen. Didn't say anything. But one day, uh, one of the other ladies said, hey, does anybody want to practice with me? You know, I'm, te- I'm I'm terrified. I'm really scared, but I, I want to practice with somebody. And so I said, I will. And it, I, what I learned, Paula, was that I could do brave things a little at a time. Yeah. I'm not one of these people that can just like visualize a million dollars and then manifest it the next day. But what I can do is I can take one small step at a time and I can just, it's like courage is a muscle. It was like by just having fun and practicing with that one other student in the class, all of a sudden I realized it was like this huge wall that was up that came down. And I thought, well, this is actually fun. There's nothing scary about it. Let's hit record. Ha, ha, ha. This is so funny. <laughs> then I started reaching out to other people and saying, do you want to practice with me? Then I'd get them on. Then I'd say, let's hit record. Ha, ha, ha. Some of those actually became some of my episodes. So, you know, you just have to do a baby step at a time. And you just have to break it down, For at least for me. That's how it's been. And so here I am. It's almost one year. Um, so I made it to the top two and a half percent within six months. And I now have a course called podcast mastery, your six month journey to the global elite. And I finished my teaching my first class. Um, again, like that just came to me. I don't know. I, I just, last September, I was like, how did I get in the top two and a half percent in six months? Um, so what am I doing differently than everybody else? Cause there were 500 people in that class, you know, and And then in the fall, it became very, very clear to me that I needed to help others and to do the same because I'm really all about putting women's voices out there in the world. And so, and now I'm in the top 2% globally. So, but I digress because I absolutely love your topic of authenticity. It is the key, honestly. Honestly, it's a big, big theme in my podcast and there's nothing better than authenticity. So I want to go back and kind of talk about where that came from in me because I didn't start out that way at all. There's no way. Like I, I had a pretty critical mother growing up. She, you know, she's, she's gone through, done a lot of therapy actually. And she's, she and I have a wonderful relationship now, but yeah, she, she just was, real critical of me. So I had very low self-esteem and I ended up marrying a man who was super critical of me <laughs> and, yeah. and, um, and then leaving that marriage because, and, and go, and then for the first time in my, li- my life going to therapy and just really wanting desperately not to make that same mistake. So I wanted you to know why I picked this man. Why did I pick someone who, who was so controlling and critical and why, why did this happen and what could I do to, do to prevent it in, you know, in the future. And so this was in my mid twenties and it really started me down this journey of self-discovery. And I really found myself like 
doing the therapy, doing the work, reading tons of self-help books and just finding out who I was and really starting to live authentically according to who I was. Cause I don't even think I knew who I was, Paula. I don't. Which oh is gosh. So interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, you started in your twenties. I I'm just doing this now I'm 52 and I've been on this journey maybe the last three or four years. And so of, of really coming home to myself. And one of the scariest things was that yeah, I don't really know who I am. I don't really know what I like. I don't know how to play anymore. I don't yeah, know. It's who so I common am with women. My career, Ugh. women forty and up. Like it's at some point, every woman will be either dealing with this or shoving it down. You know, this kind of identity. I don't want to call it a crisis. I just want to say, like, I think we all kind of, and and maybe some of it is just the way we live our lives. Like a lot of us, like in my case, it took us four years, you know, to have our child, our son. And, you know, I just wanted to be a stay-at-home mom during that time, you know? And again, like I was living according to my own authentic standards, but actually I'm going to roll back a little bit again. And I'm just going to say that by the time I hit around 30, that's when I met my husband was on a trail on Mount Rainier. He was the hike leader. And our, I got out of the car, our eyes locked, and there was just this magnetic pull, wow. which I had never experienced. And I was like, okay, I need to talk with this guy. Now, the old unconfident me would have just not talked to him. But <clears throat> I elbowed my way to the beginning of the line. The <laughs> path is very narrow on Mount Rainier, single file only. But I elbowed my way to the front so I could be right behind him and chat and get to know him. And long story short, six months later, we were married. But, you know, Paula, I don't think that there would have been that connection had I not done all that work on myself. My husband had done a lot of work on himself throughout his life as well. And I think that we were in the same space. And so we sensed it. Now, here's where it gets really, really unconventional. And I have lived a very unconventional life. Well, we're not going to have time to get into a lot of it, but the very first very public unconventional thing that I ever did was marry this man because he was 24 years older than me, Bill Driscoll. And he had never been married, never had kids. And people always asked him, when are you going to get married? And he'd say, I'll know it. When I find her, I'll know it. And sure enough, it was me. He was waiting for me. So I love you know, the unconventional because that's what's, that was authentically you. Right. Right. And that is what is so cool about it, too, is that I think that when you are living, being authentically you, you know, and we just knew that we were meant to be on a journey together. Mm -hmm. And when you know that in your heart and you follow what is right for you, other people don't question you. They're not even going to touch it with a 10 foot pole. Mm -hmm. I don't ever recall somebody saying to me, oh, my gosh, your husband is so much older than you. Or him saying that somebody had said to him, oh, your wife is so much younger than you. No one ever said that because when they saw us together, they were, they just knew, like they got it. They were like, they were like, they do belong together. It's true. You know? Amazing. Yeah. My wife and I had a similar connection. Um, When we first met, like we had, we met on social or not on social, but on um, a dating app. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had come across her profile and I would stop every time. And there was just something about her, her picture, her, and then the way she wrote in things in her profile, really like I felt in my heart. Wow. And, um, and then the first time that we met, I literally sat down in front of her and I looked in her eyes and I was just like, I, I was like, oh my gosh, my eyes went deep inside her soul. I'm like, I know you deeply. Wow. I know know I'm just meeting you for the first time. You know what? You, you are the first person that has ever said that to me, but so we had this same experience basically. And it, it's, it's incredible, right? It is. Yes. And, and, you know, we both listened to it. Thank goodness. You know? Yes. Because she wasn't, you know, sort of, my type or whatever that I had been going after before. But like, I Mm -hmm. just looked at her and, and like I said, I had that experience. And then by the end of that first date, I was like, I'm not sure about her yet, but I know I'm going to say yes to another date because I know there's something there. I have to explore it. I am. That was exactly the same. Yeah. Like I was like, I have to talk to him. I have to get to know him. And then 
you know, he called me and yeah, it was just within a one month we were actually engaged. It was, and then six months married. I love that. Thank goodness. His family was so kind to me too, because they were probably freaking out, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So anyway, I, you know, that was kind of one of the the first unconventional things. And and then, you know, another big part of my story is that when our son was five, my husband developed early onset Alzheimer's and mm. it was a 12 year journey and it was really, really, really hard. Yes. And, um, you know, there's just, there's a lot to that part of the story too. And, just learned a lot, grew a lot, grew a lot spiritually, just really came to embrace the journey, um, as hard as it was. And I still believe that things are not happening to us. They're happening for us. You know, God or the universe is it's happening for our own benefit and our own spiritual growth. So it was a long spiritual journey. And what I want to share about the authenticity part is, you know, when I took that podcasting class, I thought I was going to do a class on, um, I wanted to do a podcast on caregiving because I had felt very alone at times during the journey. And a lot of that was my fault actually, but there wasn't, I think we're getting better about getting people more connected and, but I, I just didn't connect enough. And I felt like I needed, I, I needed more support than I got. And so But, you know, when I was doing all the exercises on trying to figure out what my podcast would be about, that topic felt so heavy. And what I came to realize was that I, it was going to require me to live in the past. And when you live in the past, you get very, you get depressed, right? So if you live too much in the past, you're going to get depressed. If you live too much in the future, you're going to get very anxious. So that's why, you know, we all are trying to always live in the now. You know, so we had an exercise. It's a really powerful exercise that we did. And a lot of coaches to use this program. Um, I actually am using it in my class as well, because it was so incredibly powerful for me. It, It was hard to do, but to make the first phone call, but call up or have coffee with five people who know you the best, like who really know you inside out and ask them directly, like, how do you see me? What are my greatest strengths? And Paula, the same answer kept coming back to me over and over and over again. People said, you're incredibly brave. You're incredibly resilient and you're totally authentic. You live a totally authentic life. You don't care what other people think. You have always made all your decisions. I mean, these are people who clearly have only known known me since probably 30 or so beyond, but you know, you don't care what other people think. After I'd done all that work, I had, you know, I was living authentically. You just go and live your life. And even if that's unconventional, you know, or whatever, you just live so authentically. And so, you know, that, that takes bravery. And so that's how She's Brave was born was that I came to realize, and I'm still coming to realize even one year later into my podcasting journey that I, you know, as women, gosh, so many of us are not living authentically and guess what? If we're not living authentically, we're not going to be happy. Like our greatest sense of freedom is being authentic to ourselves. And if you aren't living authentically, guess what? Other people are sensing it. So those friends that you have that you're not being authentic with, you're not being real with, they're sensing something's a bit off. So that the relationship is going to be a little bit tainted. It's never going to be a super close, high quality relationship. Um, You know, it affects everything, you know, and then when you start taking those baby steps towards becoming more authentic, you do lose people along the way. And it's really, really hard. And I know you have too. And yeah. and even sometimes when you go through more growth and more change and, you know, I've lost a few people in this last year and it's because I've become even more authentic with, with people around me and I've set more boundaries and I, you know, that's something that I'm really, really working on. And so, you know, I think, I think that as women, we have been 
And again, I, I don't want to blame society. I don't want to, you know, it's, it's, I don't really know. I'm not a scientist. I don't have the facts, but you know, I don't know if it's biological, if it's societal, it's probably a combination of both. You know, we are kind of unconsciously like in our heads, we think, okay, like, you know, just keep my mouth shut. Like, don't, don't um, express my opinion. Like if it's different than somebody else's or don't, you know, and, and I was like that, you know, up until I was about 30, because I just felt like I didn't want to ruffle any feathers and I didn't want to offend anybody. But the problem is, is that you're actually doing more damage by not living authentically. You're doing damage to yourself and everybody around you. I, I t couldn't agree more. I mean, but really, I mean, and, and again, I, I, like you said, you don't want to blame society or blame anyone, blame anyone for it. And, and it's not talking about, it doesn't necessarily, you know, place blame, but really that's how we're raised. That's how we're conditioned. Um, you know, the generation before us, you know, that raised us, it was don't be too this, don't be too that don't get dirty, yep. look nice, you know? Yep ruffle people's feathers. Oh, don't, you know, fit here and fit there and yep. make sure that, you know, and, and it, it was very much people pleasing, make sure everybody around you feels okay. And, you know, you can't be to this or that. So that's how we were conditioned. And the women were raising the men, the boys and the girls. Right. And so now it's just widespread across America, across the world. Um, and again, I don't say that to place any blame either, but that's just the way that it is. And then, then we also sort of have lived in this society where, um, you know, you get knocked for changing. I mean, you know, with political candidates, as an example, I don't want to get into politics, but just as an example, if one person was with one party or says one thing, then and then they change seven or 10 years later, then they're totally raked over the coals for that, instead of being praised for their growth and their evolution and their new learning, right? Because that's really what we're here to do on this earth is learn and grow and and evolve. We aren't meant to do the same thing and think the same things forever and ever and ever. And so I really do believe it is our culture. It's it's our society. It's our culture. It's how we were raised. And again, not, not to place blame, but it's just the way that it is. And I love how, you know, more and more people are waking up to this um, and realizing um, just becoming more aware of, okay, I, becoming I'm more aware and awareness is the first step. And again, like what I really noticed when I was going through this exercise and, and then I came up with my podcast topic and it really resonated with so many people. And I didn't realize what a big example I was for other people to live an authentic life. But That's I think true. again, pulling in social media in the last 10 years that shifted everything again. So social media basically, tells you it spoon feeds you how what's going to what's going to make you happy so basically if you're not really you know paying attention you think that you know the big house the fancy car you know the beauty the this the that the money is what is going to make you happy and I'm not saying that it doesn't make you happy, but like for some people that doesn't make them happy like that's not what they want like you know um you know, and so yet, and yet we're, so people just kind of blindly say, okay, well, I'm going to work a job that I hate, you know, in a career that I hate making ton of tons of money, because when I have a lot of money, I'm going to be happy. Yeah. But that's, you know, so they don't, they don't even know who they are. And then again, like with social media, I think, you know, it, it, it goes back to tribalism. Um, you know, we did as humans have to survive, you know, we lived right. in small communities thousands and thousands of years ago. And if somebody kind of broke out of their shell, you know, a little too much and caused too much trouble, they, they couldn't, they were just trying to survive. So like you could get ousted from your little tribe and then you wouldn't survive. So I think there's part of that element that also comes into play that really pushes against our authenticity is that we feel like, oh no, no, no. Like the tribe's going to push me out. Right. So in order to fit, so we do things, right. We abandon ourselves in all the little and big ways in order to fit in. But then what we do is then we don't belong to ourselves anymore. Right. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And like, you know, I just say one of the best ways to start being authentic is, you know, when you're making a decision, just 
ask yourself real quick, like, like, why am I making this decision? Is this based on what's best for me? Or is this decision based on what I'm worried about what the neighbors think? Like, I'll just give you an example. This is very, this is 100% hypothetical, but let's just say, you know, I did travel quite a bit with my son when he was growing up, but I never did go to Africa. But let's just say, I really wanted to take my son and, you know, climb Kilimanjaro. Let's just say that. Okay. And then I go and, and talk to my neighbor. I'm like, I'm so excited. I'm thinking about taking my son to Africa. And then my neighbor says, and the Joneses, you know, the famous Joneses, they say, they say, are you crazy? That is so irresponsible as a parent. You know, he could get hurt. He's a child. He's, he's 12 years old. And, you know, like, what are you thinking? Like, that's like, that is not a responsible parenting decision, you know, and then, and then I don't do it. Right. Or maybe I even don't tell the Joneses, but I anticipate that's what their reaction would be. And so then I don't even take my kid to Africa because I'm worried about what the next neighbors are, are going to think of me. Well, who's running my life? Guess what? They are, they're running my life. I'm not even free. That's why I said, like I said earlier, our greatest sense of freedom is being authentic to ourselves because if we're not authentic, we we're not even free. We are basically living according to other people's standards. And that's why we're so freaking unhappy. Yes. That's why we live in such an unhappy world. That's why people are so angry because they're not nice to themselves, right? Like whatever is going on up here, it isn't, they're not talking to themselves like their best friend or to their, they're not talking to themselves like they would to their daughter or their son, you know? So we beat ourselves up so badly and we're so mean to ourselves. And then we aren't free because we aren't authentic. And that's why everybody's so unhappy. That's why everybody's angry. Imagine the world we would live in if people were more authentic to themselves. And like, I, it just, it's, it means everything. Like, cause I've gone through this journey where I was living my entire life for everybody else. I was checking the boxes for everybody else, for what society said I should do. And to your point too, about, you know, having all the things that I had all the things that society said would make me happy. Me too. A job, kids, a marriage, Mm -hmm. all the stuff, but I Mm -hmm. was still felt unfulfilled and like something Mm -hmm. was deeply missing. And so, Mm -hmm. yes, like we, we need to choose ourselves and without feeling selfish, that's a big part of it because as women, especially we are taught and conditioned to that. If we put ourselves first, then that's selfish that we have to put everybody else before ourselves. But really that's not true. Like I'm telling True. you, and like yeah, your whole life yeah. will change if you start putting yourself first, not in a, not in a selfish or mean or anything. right. Right. I mean, there are times, yeah, there are times, you know, where, you know, that's another question I ask myself when I'm making big, big decisions. Like, is this, is this harming anyone else? Like, right. you know, and if so, how, and, you know, so it's not like, yeah, but like it, it gets back to that whole thing. Like if, if I'm not happy Everyone around me is not going to be happy. So yeah, I do have to put myself first. I do. And I love that you are asking yourself those questions with your decisions, because that really matters. Like, you know, how do I feel? Why am I making this decision? Like you said, how do I really feel about it? If you really sit down for a few minutes and tune into how your body is feeling, your body, your intuition will tell you. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. We have the answers, all that we have, all the answers we need within ourselves. I mean, have you found that to be true? Yes, absolutely. And like what I so jokingly like to say that like when we do get ourselves too busy to quiet ourselves down, then we get kind of sick, you know, we have an illness or something, or, you know, we twist an ankle and we're forced to slow down. And that's just, you know, the universe trying to help us, help us to take that time to, slow down. And I I think that that, that, that window of creativity and intuition will only open if there's space for it. Right. And so how so, do you open up that space for you? So yeah, that's yet another big thing that had changed in this last year. You know, it was at least six months ago, maybe longer. I heard an interview, um, of a man named Hal Elrod, 
you know, when he wrote a book called the, the magical morning and he studied the habits of the most successful people all across America, he studied their morning habits. And there were six themes that consistently came across. Now, do, do people do all six of them? No, they usually do two or maybe three, but there were six things and it's how you start your day. And it it's so, so important. It sets the tone for the whole day. Yeah. And one of them is, you know, prayer or meditation. So when I wake up in the morning, that is actually the very first thing I do. And now I, I've gotten to where I don't miss it because if I do miss it, my day kind of goes awry and it doesn't have to be long. Mine is less than 10 minutes usually. And it's a chance for me to just either meditate and or pray. Sometimes I pray for people and some, and then if, if I am praying, but I still keep some time open in the end. And I like to ask the question, what do I need to know today? God, like, what do I need to know? You know, and then just oh, sit with that. it for a while and then have like a notebook right by me. I have found that all of a sudden then like, it's just so interesting how when we open our mind, the creativity, the possibilities of a bigger version of ourselves can actually come through. If we don't slow down, that can't come through. It will just not, it won't even present itself. But when we can just slow down, open the mind, then all these, these amazing things just start like flowing through us. Absolutely. I, I love that. I do med I meditate every morning as well. And it was the best advice that I ever got when someone told me you need a daily meditation practice or a daily spiritual practice. And yeah, yes, meditation sure. is, is great and probably the best one, but, and, and he had told me if, even if it's just for 10 minutes, yep, for sure. And it took me two years to get a consistent practice. Like I would do it mm -hmm. and then not, mm -hmm. and then it was all okay. off. Yeah. And now I'm consistent like you and, and my day goes awry. I can feel it in myself. I'm resistant yeah. to things. I am mad at myself for not taking that time for myself in the morning. And I love that you you said yours is 10 minutes or less. That's great because that's doable, right? I mean, Completely. I'm at the point now where I really love doing 20 to 40 minutes, but if I don't have time, I do 10. And oh, as yeah. my schedule gets busier, I'm sure that that will have to change to a to a 10 minute practice and, and that's okay because yeah. it's good and it's good enough, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah, it, it is. Perfect. Yep. And then another thing that I do, and I'd like, love to hear more about what you do too, is, um, first thing that I do when I wake up before I even open my eyes, so I'm still laying in bed is an appreciation practice. Um, and just I like, I love that. I absolutely love that listing things, but like really feeling into them. So spending a few minutes on each thing and maybe it's just two or three, but spending I love that, like feeling it in my heart and feeling yeah. light up about it. Yeah. And it really just sets the stage for the day. Yeah. So that's actually another one of Hal Elrod's um, recommendations is a gratitude practice. And so in order to really get, make myself accountable, I had a, I had a gratitude accountability partner for a year. Oh, I love uh, that. Well, actually we wouldn't be for a year. Well, no, but you know, I think I started doing that with her before I even knew about Hal Elrod. And, and so that was actually already part of it where we would email each other every morning, at least three things that we were grateful for. And now I just, I recently just stopped. I can do it on my own, but I, I write them down or I acknowledge them. But I also love your idea of just like, even before you get out of bed, just feeling that deep appreciation for people. Like, because like, I think Wayne Dyer a long time ago said something like, you can wake up two ways. Like, you know, you can wake up, most people wake up like, good God, it's morning, you know, instead of good morning, God, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like it's like, <laughs> You know, like, but it's true. Like a lot of times we wake up, good God, it's morning. Like all the things I have to do. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> that is funny. Just how that little change makes such yep. a, you know, and sometimes it's just, oh, I love how the sheets feel next to my skin. It's wow. Silky and smooth, even though I don't have yeah. sheets, they're just cotton, you know, mm -hmm. uh, for just the comfort, you know, yeah. my bed. Yeah. 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 So good. So good. I love it. We'll have to put the link to that book in the show notes for this. Yeah. Episode. Yeah. Uh -huh. He actually just came out this December with a new 
revised version because he wrote it about 10 years ago and then it it's done really really well but then he realized oh my gosh like I have learned so much more yeah. since then and so it's like this new updated version and he's had a super interesting life like super fascinating you know he was in a super bad car accident where they thought he wouldn't survive like it was a, he was hit by a drunk driver when he was 18 years old they they said he would never walk again the whole nine yards and he he completely recovered like he's an amazing human being so just the book itself is just all awesome i'll have to read that i yeah. um, i think i may have heard of it before but i um I haven't picked it up and I'm going to go pick it mm -hmm. up now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially if you've never done a morning practice, like I have like you like off and on. And in fact, in my twenties, I used to do 20 minutes of meditation in the morning and 20 in the evening. Like wow. I had this huge routine that was, I went on. So I've been, you know, yes, things come and go in our life, but like it, it is, it sounds so easy, but yet it, it can take a while to, to really commit to these practices. And I think that, Sometimes reading a book, you know, can really ingrain how important it is and how it actually does work, you know? Yeah. It yeah. can be kind of a little transformation experience in and of itself, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like how, so you've been walking really authentically for a while now, right? Like you were talking about, you know, this really changing for you in your twenties. Mm -hmm. And so would you say like, do you still fall back into the, into the old ways? Or you know what I mean? Cause you know, how absolutely. Feelings not linear and things, you know, always continue to come up. We're human. Like, yeah. is, but you still like do your practices because that's what keeps you there. Or like, talk us through that. Yeah. Yeah. Like even this morning, I didn't, you know, I didn't have a great meditation session. I, I did it. I've learned to just do it. Even if I'm not in the mood, just yeah. do it. And even if like, I don't feel like it was a very good meditation session. Like, I mean, why are, why are we even trying to quantify it? Like there, there is no quantification. doesn't matter. Just do it. So, you know, I, I, I was feeling that way because I am in a steep learning curve right now. And there's a lot being thrown at me on marketing, a podcasting class and learning a lot of new things. And I was feeling very, very overwhelmed. Yeah. And I, you know, that's yet another key, I think of, of, of whatever you decide to do in your life. Don't think that the fear, um, and the uncomfortableness is ever going to go away because it's not, um, what you learn to do is you learn to work through it and to not be afraid of it. Like I just kind of observed myself and said, okay, well, I was, pretty anxious when I woke up in the, in the middle of the night last night. I'm kind of anxious this morning. Huh? You know, but that's okay. Like a permission to feel anxious, <laughs> you know, Love it. and you know, and then connection, I think is one of the huge keys when we're building a business, we have to have some kind of community. Um, I I've just started a, a private Facebook group, you know, for, for my podcast mastery, people who want to, or who are interested in podcasting, whether or not they take my class, you know, anybody can join it. And it's just so that we can all uplift each other and communicate, help each other. And, um, you know, in, in my case, you know, it was it, two other people in the podcasting kind of world. I, one of them, I called her yesterday because I was feeling anxious, you know, and she really helped me a lot. And then I called the other one this morning. And then, and so, you know, I think it's so important to reach out and ask people for help and be transparent. Again, being authentic. I literally said to my friend who is a huge successful artist and social media um, influencer, and I met her through podcasting, but we've become really good friends. Love and that. I was super vulnerable with her this morning. I just said, I, I just do not feel like I can do this. And she was like, yes, you can. And X, Y, Z, and I will help you. And how about this? And I have this idea over here. And all of a sudden, everything just started coming together again. So I don't think we're meant to take this journey alone. No. And I think that when we are authentic and real with people, like I used to be that person, like, you know, that was like, try to present that perfect front. Like everything looks perfect in my life. 
you know, and on Facebook, everybody's life does look perfect, including mine. You know, nobody sees all the other crap going on in the background. They just see cute photos of Santa, you know, in my yard, yeah. whatever, you know, like, yeah. so, you know, but I think that, and it's so fascinating because, you know, my friendships kind of, they got, they got enriched too, you know? So I ha I've had this friend for probably five years and we were over at her house for dinner, me and my new husband with her and her husband. And, you know, it's always been a really surface, re it was, it's been a surface level kind of friendship and, mm -hmm. um, kind of a group friendship with other people. And, and I just decided to experiment with being really authentic and, you know, shared something really vulnerable about myself. And I found out, and then all of a sudden she opened up oh, and he I opened up, that. all four of us started opening up. I found out and granted, I've known this, this is a friend from about five years. Didn't even know that she has a brother who was in a gang in LA and who is in prison. She never told me about him. Wow. Never told me because, mm -hmm. you know, didn't want to appear, you know, didn't thought that, that that would be that I would reject her in some way. And, and I think I gave her permission to open up because mm -hmm. I said, Hey, I'm not perfect. Here's X, Y, Z. Like here's, you know, and I think that the more vulnerable we can be, the happier we are. Absolutely. Like, and that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast, right. Is, is, is to be vulnerable, to talk about the truthness of my story and other people's stories, not only because I'm curious about other people and I want to learn from them, but to help other people along the way, right? Like to light the path for those, for everyone around, right? Because that is, that is where, where things start to happen. And I love that you talked about community and connection because it's so important. I had a friend who, um, you know, reached out to me last night about something, you know, sort of similar that you were talking about that you experienced over the last couple of days. And she was feeling really, negative about the situation that she has to go into, um, this weekend. And, um, and she was being really vulnerable and honest, like so much. And I, and I just said, number one, and she, she said, you know, I'm so embarrassed to say this, but, and then she, you know, said it and I said, not be embarrassed. Yeah. You should be patting yourself on the back. I love it. You are saying something and being honest with yourself and saying something that, no one else would say they don't have enough guts to say it out loud, but that they feel all the time, you yeah. know? And so good for you for actually being honest about it. Yeah. So I was building her up about that and then was, you know, trying to help her with the situation she's going into this weekend too. But it's like, don't be embarrassed about this. Like we all have these things. People just don't have enough guts to talk about it. Yeah. And I don't, I, I think again, social media might be making it worse because yeah. like, there's just this, you know, there's even more, um, reinforcement that other people's lives are so perfect when actually that nobody's life is perfect. Like that's yeah. one thing that's great about getting older is to realize, I'm sorry. Like if, even if somebody appears to be perfect, I have learned there's no such thing as the perfect person. It's the perfect yeah. life. Even they're, ha they're having some struggles that they're just not telling you, but you know, social media, everything looks perfect. And I think that we were, we are almost like, well, I can't, I can't be vulnerable. Like I can't, I have to be perfect. And like, it's so ironic because you will never be successful as an entrepreneur unless you accept Im imperfection right. and vulnerability yeah, and authenticity. And to your point, like that's when our relationships are deeper, they're richer, they're better. I mean, I have, I've lost friends along the way throughout my journey to be more authentic because they weren't like you had mentioned earlier, they weren't really that great of connections. I thought they were at the time that I was living them and everything, but I wasn't being true to me. And so they were more just surface level. They weren't real or rich. And so now I'm connecting with women and people who who, you know, where they are, the, the relationships are more real and, um, they're deeper friendships and, and better connections than I've had in all my life. Wow. Um, that is so incredibly powerful. And I love that story because that also shows again, like we are changing, we can literally change everything about our life. Um, 
at any time. Now, does it happen overnight? No. Like I was actually just listening to a great Mel Robbins podcast and she was saying, give yourself a year for any big change. And I was like, yes, I totally agree with that. You make a big change, like my podcast, like I, I gave myself grace of making tons of mistakes, just messily getting out there and making yeah. my podcast. And I gave myself a year and now I'm on like a new project. I'm like, I got to remind myself, give, give yourself a year for this new step up, you know, in the podcasting world, you know, I love that reminder because we don't, we don't tell our kids, you know, when they're trying something new or learning something new, we don't bash them when they're making mistakes, right? What do we tell them? Oh, you're learning. It's okay. Keep going, you know? And, and yet we, we aren't that, that same way with ourselves. So thank you for that reminder, Christina. I love yeah. that. Yeah. That. And, and regression is progression, like the arrow, you know, and the bow, you know, you pull the arrow back and the farther you pull it back, the further forward it goes. And so sometimes what happens is on our, on our growth journeys is that we regress and then we feel like, well, oh my gosh, like I am, I'm a disaster because I'm regressing. I'm not making progress right now. But if you're literally just like never taking any chances and just staying in the same place, you're not going to have any regression. So if you have regression, that's actually a really great sign that you're growing. It's so ironic. Like, yes, you're taking some steps backwards, but those steps actually propel you forwards even more further than you could have ever imagined. So, wow. yeah. I love that visual with the, yep. like the yep. ball that you did. Like that's. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, that's a great reminder, even for me this morning, you know, like I was like, I don't know how to do this and this and this. <laughs> oh, and that's okay it because it's okay. Do it messy. We, we're learning, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, you know, you've brought up social media a few times. How, how do you sort of, you know, stay in the, a positive place about that where everybody looks to be perfect and we know it's really not. And, you know, like, how do you deal with that? Uh, I have a lot to, I have a lot of things. One of them is really obvious, but I'm going to say it anyway, in case you just don't know it. The very, very first thing you can do that's so, so easy is just start like either, you know, un, un, unfollowing, even on Facebook, you can just unfollow people. You can still remain friends with them, but just unfollow them. So unfollowing on Facebook and unfollowing on Instagram, um, people who are just constantly like triggering you in whatever way, like if you're, if, if it's a negative trigger, you know, um, you just, you know, nothing personal, but maybe it's time to unfollow them. So really clean up your social media, start following people who are posting, you know, positive messages. Like a year ago, I started following a guy who's just called the positive guy on Facebook, you know, oh, every, I, you know, every day he just posts something real positive, you know? And, and so my, my feed is very, very cultivated. So again, like that's not going to happen overnight, but you know, every time you're on and you see something like, you know, you get those people who love to post like a shooting just happened in LA. Like, you know, that, that person who was just yeah. like, this just happened. Guess what? That, that, you know, and not to say I don't care, but, but I can't fix the entire world. Yeah. I choose what things I want to work on to make the world a better place. And the rest of it, me worrying about the rest of it that I'm not, don't have time or energy to help out with. How is that serving me or anybody in my life? Right. So, you know, so basically you cultivate your social media. That's the first step. Then when you've done that, you literally, and I'm still kind of doing this. Um, and it, it, again, it took a couple of weeks to really get into it, but I post things on social media, but I don't scroll anymore. Really. Mm -hmm. Um, I did notice that when I started my podcast in January, that I, I just felt very intimidated and compared, like, you know, you'd have mm -hmm. people in my class would say, well, guess what? I just, I just had 500 downloads or whatever, you know, or I just, I got an interview with this person or I, you know, and I'd be thinking, well, I'm not doing that. Or that didn't happen to me yet. And, right. you know, should I be doing that? And, and I realized like in podcasting, like there, there are no rules. That's just the beautiful thing about it. You can work at your own pace and, 
you can do things a million different ways and still come to the same end result. You know, it might take you a little longer, but you literally can't learn it all at once. You have to pick and choose. And so I had to kind of ignore, like just not really, um, again, like just not follow those people for a while and focus on my own journey. Right. Um, so I literally kind of, kind of like had them not be visible. So I didn't know what was going on with their podcasting. Like I, I wish them well, I, 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 I wanted to get to a place where it didn't feel like a competition. Cause in the beginning, I think it's very natural for it to feel like a competition. And so, and I was even in like a free class with a few, you know, like 12 people. And one gal was just, she was really obsessed with another gal. So we'll just say Mary and Beth. So Mary, Mary kept saying, you know, I don't know what to do. Like Beth clearly is the best podcaster out of all of us in this group. You know, she's got a degree in journalism and she's worked in communications and she's got all this knowledge and expertise. We're never, I'm never going to be at that level. And I remember there was just like an aha moment for me, like where I literally like cut into the conversation. Um, and I just said, um, you know what? You, Mary, I said, it doesn't matter. I said, yes, Beth is better than all of us right now. She is. And she, she it was true. She was the best. Um, but, you know, it doesn't matter. You're you. People, your own tribe will find you. You don't. And in podcasting, you don't have to be the best. You're not. Don't even try to go for number one. That's that's not what this is about. This right. is about, you know, we all have. We You, you can be in the middle of the pack and still be an extremely successful podcaster. So I began to get really comfortable more with the idea of it's not a competition. Yeah. And I think with social media, like that's also something. So ask yourself, Hey, does this feel like a competition? You know, when I'm scrolling and if it does, and I feel like, how do I feel in my gut? Like, how does this feel when I'm scrolling? It doesn't feel good. Well, then I should stop. Right. And when you stop competing with other people, like there's just the universe is an abundant place. There's room for all of us. And that's the way to do it. And so then I was able to, the other thing I did is I didn't look at my statistical numbers at all. So I, because I didn't want to focus on, you know, like, oh, well, I've got this many people that listened and this many, whatever, how many countries. And, you know, <clears throat> I didn't want to, um, because if you sometimes if you want something so bad and you focus on it, you actually just push it away, you right. know, you just push right. it away from yourself. And so I just didn't even focus on that. I just focused on my relationships, my podcasting, um, you know, you know, connecting and being on other people's podcasts and, you know, getting great people on mine and just enjoying the journey. And so you know, and that meant staying off of social media for a, a lot of months, like just putting a put putting posts to in, but not not, you know, interacting in any way. Right. I can now interact to some extent. And, and I no longer have I have like zero, like, I don't, I don't like it's, it's so it's ironic. I clearly have no zero is I'm at zero because I'm teaching other women how to be successful podcasters. So it's not, it's not a competition, but it's a process. Like, I think that anytime you start a new business, um, you become an entrepreneur, you do a major change in your life, you know, there can come up this competitiveness. And again, it's like, oh yeah, social media can really bring up the competitiveness in us and we need to step away from that. Yeah. So much wisdom in all that you said. They're like, oh, wow. You know, there's just so much wisdom there. I I um heard something or read something the other day about social media. And um, it was kind of along the same lines as what you were just talking about, um, that really it's it's uh it's for us. We have to remember that it's for us. It's not for everybody else. It's our uh avenue or outlet for our own self-expression. I, like I like that a lot. Fantastic. For our own self-expression. It doesn't have, mm -hmm. you know, it's not about everybody else. It's not the competition, you mm -hmm. know, that you were talking mm -hmm. about. It's really yeah. looking at it as, as as if it's for us. And I really yeah. it too. Um, it really resonated for me and it it made it um it just makes it easier to yeah. deal with. Yeah. 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 For sure. Talk about doing things messy. I have uh bright sunlight coming in through my window here. You can't even see me barely. No, I can I can see you. And I was like, 
I absolutely love it. Like it, it just, the sun is kind of streaming. You can see the rays kind of coming across your yeah. face and your body. And it's really beautiful. Oh, thank you. I, um, this is the space that I have to do it in right now. And yeah. So this, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I'm in Minnesota and so often it's dreary in the winter, but we got sun today, so I'm going to take it and love it. And oh yeah. With it. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, Christina, this has been such a joy having you on my podcast. There are, you saw me taking notes throughout because I was writing I did. Your little bits of wisdom that I'm going to put in the show notes. Um, <laughs> so much there. And I learned just, you know, you've been doing this a lot longer than me. And so I learned right off the bat, a few things that I can do better. And so I just appreciate that so much. Um, just in terms of how you engage the audience and um, and the person that you're talking with. And so I just really appreciate you for that, helping me learn. Of course. Um, tell let's let's remind everybody where they can find you. Yeah, yeah. So my let's see, my webpage is www.she'sbravepodcast.com. So there you can find my, my upcoming class. Um, and you can find everything about me and also a lot, not all, but a pretty good number of episodes that I've been interviewed on. So you can listen to those and that's kind of fun. And then my podcast is called She's Brave Podcast with Christina Driscoll. And I'm on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio and about eight other places. Find me pretty much anywhere. And, um, on Instagram, I'm at She's Brave Podcast. And then I have a private Facebook group if you're interested in podcasting. We're just a supportive, you know, non-judgmental, supportive group of women. Well, men too. I think we've got a few guys. So that's fine too. Cool. Um, on help, helping each other learn about podcasting. And that's like just free. Like it's just um, it's just podcast mastery. I think if you just look that up on Facebook, you'll find me. And then I'm just also on regular Facebook too. So yeah. yeah. When is your class? Just so we have that. Yeah. Day. So my class, the first day of class is Tuesday, February 15th. So you may have already, I mean, this, it might be a little too late for the current class, although you can catch up too. So I would encourage you to just reach out to me. I can get you a discounted price because right now it's insane. The early bird price is $111. And so Whoa. that people aren't going to be able to get that good of a deal, but I can give you a discount from the $500 um, regular price. But yeah, and those will be ongoing. And like what I said, the Facebook group is open for <clears throat> to everyone for free for just lifting everybody else up. And that's how we all get to be better at podcasting and how we get, you know, our numbers up is by learning from each other. It's the most collaborative industry out there. I did, somebody told me that. And I was like, yeah, I believe it now. I've been, you know, we, we do nothing but help each other. That's what we do. I love that. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And if we launch this or if we uh, post this episode um, after Christina's February class um, mm -hmm. is going on, then I'm sure you're going to be doing that again, right? Like, yeah, I will probably maybe I'll, I'll, I'll probably do one in June. Um, you know, I did. I did do one in the fall. I had 70 people sign up and um a lot of them, if they actually did the things that I have told them that these are the key things you need to do, they're in the top five to 10% within like two months. So it's, it's a really powerful program. Wow. Maybe I should sign up for that, huh? Maybe you should. Uh -huh. Early bird pricing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, again, this has been amazing, Christina. Um, I just really, I could talk to you forever and the time could just like, it feels like three minutes and the, and, I you know, know. The time just um, I just feel a really, you know, great connection with you. So thank yeah. you again for being here. Thank you so much, Paula. You are just a pure ray of sunshine and oh. it's manifesting right through your window right now. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Go check out Christina, everybody. Thanks again for listening. Isn't she just incredible? Just a breath of fresh air in so many ways and such powerful words of wisdom. She's just amazing. 
Go check out her She's Brave podcast with Christina Driscoll. I know you won't be sorry. Okay, here are the takeaways from today, and there are a number of them, and I I didn't want to leave any of them out, so here we go. Number one, we can completely change our life at any age. Age doesn't matter. If you feel unsettled, it's because you are meant for more. There's a plan for you. You're not done. Just do something. One connection leads to the next, to the next, to the next. Number two, you can do brave things a little at a time. You can take one small step at a time. Courage is a muscle. Break it down. Baby steps. Number three, there's nothing better than authenticity. When you are living and being authentically you and you follow what's in your heart, other people don't question you. Honor your self-discovery journey. Do the therapy, do the work, read self-help books, whatever it is. Find out who you are by asking for yourself. Asking yourself. Number four, Embrace the journey no matter what it is because things are not happening to us, they're happening for us and our own spiritual growth. Follow the breadcrumbs the universe puts in front of you. Number five, when you live in the past, you get depressed. If you live in the future, you're anxious. Live in the now. Six, our greatest sense of freedom is being authentic to ourselves. There's nothing that gives you that feeling of expansion more than living authentically. If you aren't living authentically, other people are sensing that. It affects everything. You are actually doing more damage by not living authentically to yourself and everyone around you. Awareness is the first step. Number seven, we abandon ourselves in order to fit in, but in the process, we don't belong to ourselves anymore. One of the best ways to start being authentic is when you are making a decision, ask yourself, why am I making this decision? Is it is this based on what's best for me? Or is this the is this decision based on what I'm worried about, what the neighbors might think, or what or your parents or whomever? Who's running your life? You or them? It is not selfish to put yourself first. If you're not happy, everyone around you is not going to be happy either. So you have to put yourself first. The window of creativity and intuition will only open if there's space for it make space. When we open our mind, the creativity and the possibilities of a bigger version of ourselves can actually come through. Excuse me. Number nine, getting everything you want out of life isn't about doing more. It's about becoming more. Morning habits are a big key. Start your day off right. Starting your day off right is so important and sets the tone for the day. Prayer or meditation is one practice. Ask, what do I need to know today? A gratitude or appreciation practice is another one, another great morning habit. Don't just list them off. Take time to really feel into and appreciate each of them. Number 10, whatever you decide to do in your life, don't think the fear and uncomfortableness is ever going to go away because it's not. What you learn to do is work through it and to not be afraid of it. Give yourself permission to feel anxious so you can get through the uncomfortableness. Reach out to your community and ask for help when you need it, your sisters, your brothers. They help remind you what's true and how powerful you are. We aren't meant to take this journey alone. Number 11, give yourself, give each other permission to open up and your friendships will be enriched and more meaningful. The more vulnerable we can be, the happier we are. Number 12, give yourself a year for any big change in your life. You are stretching yourself, make mistakes, be messy. Remember that you're learning something new. Regression is progression. A step back is a really great sign that you're growing. Like a bow and arrow, the farther you pull the arrow back, the farther it goes. And 13, a bit of social media advice. Everything looks perfect, but nobody's life is perfect. Our social media pages are for ourselves and our own unique expression. It's not a competition. Cultivate cultivate your social media feed with positive things, people, and messages. Unfollow people and post, but don't scroll. Thank you so much for spending your time here with me. I hope that this podcast gives you new perspective. I hope it fills you up, and I hope it just adds positivity to your day. I also want to invite you to check out my coaching services. I absolutely love supporting others in their journeys to what they are seeking. It's the most fulfilling role I've ever had. 
And if you're feeling like you need help or support, whether that's with cultivating more self-love, finding your purpose, being more authentic, getting out of the rat, rat race of being so busy and learning to slow down, or leaving your corporate job and following what's in your heart, I'm here for you. And remember, you have all the answers you need within you. I just help you recognize them and bring them forward. Okay, there are so many more incredible episodes coming up soon. So follow along on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And please download, follow, or subscribe. That way you'll be notified when new episodes are available. I'm posting for sure every week on Thursdays and more in between if I'm compelled to share something extra. If you're liking the podcast and benefiting from it, please leave me a review. Reviews are like gifts for me and they help me to be able to keep going. If you know of anyone who would benefit from this particular episode or the podcast, please send them a link, text them, post on your socials, um, whatever feels right for you. And if you have any questions that you want answered or want me to cover anything in a particular episode, or there's things that you want to hear about, or even guests that you want to hear from, <clears throat> direct message me on social, or you can email me at paula at reikiflowmn.com. I love you so much.